Well, it's time for some Texas music talk with me, Josh Fuller, coming to you straight from the great state of Texas. Each week, our guests share their insights on the greatest music scene in the world, the Texas music scene. So get in, sit down, shut up, and hold on. It's time for the show. Oh, we are here. We are live, and everything is working. I believe every button has been pushed. Microphone buttons are up. Last week, I did the whole first segment without uh, unpadding my microphone. Did you know that? Recording, right? <laughs> and then I just at the last minute remembered to hit archive so that we can make an actual podcast out of this. Hello, everybody. It's Tuesday night. Welcome to another edition of the Josh Fuller Show. And I have Randy in here, my unofficial co-host. I guess it's, we're just going to call it official. Yeah, well, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I'm here. I'm not signing any papers. And then we have my buddy from a long time ago now, uh, Mr. Matt Rawls is here. What's up, Matt? Hello, hello. Dude, this is, I'm glad to, to finally have you in here. I was, glad to be here. I, I like to, uh, get my buddies, my friends from years going by to, uh, come in and talk. It's been a while since we've seen each other. I think when we played that Camp Hope deal together, it's probably the last time we actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, uh, I think that was the last time. We've, uh, definitely picked a lot of porches for sure. Yeah. We have. <laughs> We have some, some venues and some porches and wherever they'd have us. At some point, sometimes it was just wherever we could play, we would play. That's right. I'm a little more picky now. I don't, I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I'm just. I'm super picky now. Uh, I think you gotta be, you gotta put some limits. Yeah. Know, after a while. <laughs> after a while, especially all the benefits and stuff, man. Cause otherwise you just make a, your, your whole career is playing for free at benefits. Yeah. I mean, the benefits. Uh, can get, you know, a little beneficial to other people. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't mind doing them though, you know, especially when it comes to the veterans and, and stuff like that. Yep. But, um, I mean, I mean, if I, I guess if I always have the time, I'll do it, you know? Yeah. If, if it makes sense to do it, if the schedule allows for it, you know, it's, yeah. you know, 30 minutes or whatever out of my time. So it's not a big deal. True. Yeah. No. One bother bothered me a couple a while back. It was uh, uh you don't have to say. Uh, yeah, I, I won't say what it was for, but it was just they were piling on to a common theme, and they needed people to play a benefit. Hmm. And so I they it was under an umbrella that people were recognizing. So I thought it'd be great, you know. Yeah. And I drove all the way out to east of San Antonio or something. And I got there and there was two people there. That's a lot of and money. Too. They were, they were just people that showed up to eat and didn't know what was going on. And they had like a really weak sound system and just yes. kind of a, a dude they asked last minute to come throw some stuff up there. And just, I was bummed one because yeah. I really did want to help for that particular cause. And right. I felt like I, it was wasted. Like it was, I could have done it somewhere else and it could have been helpful for other people because it's not like they were raising any money if nobody came. Yeah. So. Those, those are the ones that hurt, but, uh, but then you got the ones that we do every year, like the fire of the bands that's always successful and gets bigger every year. And then there's just you know, around here, there's always a benefit going on to people asking people to do something, you know? Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're, they're quite often. They are. And I don't mind help. Like, just like you, man, I don't mind helping. I just, uh, but yeah, if you, if you do every single one that you're asked to do, you'll never have time to play a real show. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Never have time to play a real show. So. So how long have we known each other now? So it's the Tuts days. It seems to be a common theme for people that listen to my yeah. show. I keep bringing in people that I played at Tuts with. But uh so it's been 2007. I had a band, so it had to be before that when it was we first probably started. 2005. 2000, yeah, 2005 or 2006, maybe. Yeah. And you just gotten back 
Matt is a Marine, everybody. Yeah, uh, I'd been back. I had been back uh, a while. I think that's when I first started uh, contracting over in Iraq. I contracted for a, a company called Triple Canopy, uh, which is like uh, a competitor of Blackwater. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did that for a while. But I think I was back on a, just on a, on a, on leave. And we, and, um, you and Scott Brown and we all showed up in the same we night. We all showed up the same night at Tut's looking for an open mic. And just nobody to, was there. Nobody was there. So <laughs> we pulled up some chairs to a table and just started playing. And then, you know, people just kind of gathered around and it mm-hmm. kind of grew throughout the weeks. Well, and Charles had said, he's like, all right, you know what? Well, we all know who was hosting at the time, and I think I've even told the story, but he said, he, he said, all right, y'all want this gig? Y'all can have this gig. Yeah. <laughs> and so Scott was the only one that had equipment. I'm so. pretty sure that, yeah, I don't think it was that clean when he said it. No, it never was that clean. When, when Charles told us he's talking to you, it's never that clean. <laughs> yeah. Never. Uh, I've never, I've yet seen an old man throw as many F-bombs as Charles tells us. But, um, he, yeah, a wow. We, we were grateful to have the, you know, place to showcase her. This sure grew into stuff. something spectacular for a while there. I'm sure telling you, man. I mean, it was like, uh, some of those people are, are long gone now. I mean, Josh Ward and, and Cody Johnson mm-hmm. used to show up every now and then. And who else? Scott's doing his own thing out Scott, there with Charlie yeah. Daniels and Marshall Tucker and all right. those guys. And yeah. Um, Marin Morris came in one time. Mm-hmm. From Hunter, College do you Station. remember the day that Hunter Hayes came? Yeah, in? we came and talked. We, me and me and uh, uh, Heather uh, Raylene talked about that last yeah. week. But yeah, we, I mean, you were there too. It just. I remember. Uh, I think Charles came up to Scott and I. He said, "Hey, I need y'all. I got this kid. He's coming from Louisiana on his tour bus, and I need y'all to just you know when he gets here." Y'all let him get up there and f and play. All right, Charles, no big deal. You know, he's sixteen year old. He's 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 badass. I don't know if he can say that. It's internet radio. It's he's badass and he can play all kinds of instruments. Y'all need to let him play. So you know, here was this. I don't even think he was sixteen. I thought he was fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, I think he was fourteen or fifteen, and he got up there and he played guitar and he played. Every damn thing we had up on the stage. He or, played squeeze box. He played keyboards. Yeah, he played right. drums. He played guitar, bass guitar. And that was Hunter Hayes. That was Hunter Hayes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the rest of us just kind of hung our head. And I was mad. I was, <laughs> I was so mad at myself because I think I'd gotten up that night and had a bad, like a bad set. Like I messed up words or something, you know, and mm-hmm. I was prideful with whatever at the time. But, uh, I walked away and just went to the gas station, bought a pack of cigarettes, and it's like I was just so down on myself that night because I don't, I, <laughs> it's I don't know how we we finished a lot of songs in those days because it was uh, pretty pretty drunk at night. Yeah, usually every what was it Thursday night? Every Thursday night, man. man. They were it was. I wish we could have had it on video how cool it was because it's really, or maybe it's just that we're thinking back on it and the nostalgia makes it seem better than it was. But I, I remember being just. No, it was pretty good, man. I've I mean, never been in an atmosphere like that a again. Lot of talent in one room. Yeah. You don't and, get that very often. And everybody would jump up and do each other's sets. After we all got to know each other a while, everybody would get up and jam out together and sing yeah. with each other or, yeah. or whatever. And it was just. 
Uh, a little bit. Yeah, the, those spots come along every now and then. We used to have one back in Florida and uh, Old Baby Cafe, and we do open mic nights like that on Thursday night. And it was just something about it. And the guys, yeah. you know, everybody gets around, and you kind of get to know each other, and you get mm-hmm. this whole, you know, time of hanging out. And it's just something about it that it just... Yeah. It just lays down yeah. and, and yeah, there's a relaxation around. to it and a and an openness to just you know share share new things that you know maybe you you wouldn't have in, in just a regular set somewhere. Yep. You know, you it, it was like the um, it was the place to for a trial run. You know, mm-hmm. it would be well, what the cellar is in comedy in New right. York. People just come up and just jump up and try stuff. Yeah, for sure. And then and the. We all shared fans for a while there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so they would all just come out and it was just busting at the seams with, it was busting at the seams with talent, but it was busting at the seams with people that liked music too. Yeah. Really and, wanted to listen. Yeah. And Texas music was just hot right there. You know, it was, oh, yeah. it was great, man. So great. I, I, I keep wanting to recreate that, but I don't think you can. I think it just happens if, it's, if the universe wants it to happen with you know, the people. I thought about that when I saw your post about uh, playing Pacific. Hosting? You host an open mic somewhere. Oh, uh, Thursdays. Uh, I hope it's open a mic Thursdays in Tomball. And yeah, I love the place and I love the venue, but it, it would never turn into something like that just because it's a wine bar venue. It's more intimate, mm, seat, okay. like date setting. But I wanted to set up something at the Pacific Yard House shows where we start doing that. Yeah. But I don't want to make it an open mic night. I do want to make it kind of like a jam session. Like you don't know who's going to drop in. And so if my buddies drop in, yeah. I get them up on stage with them and they play some songs and yeah. And, uh, and I know like that Caleb plays. He doesn't open mic, doesn't he? Somewhere. Yeah, he does corner pub. Yeah, yeah I've been threatening pub. to come out there, but I. Yep. Well, maybe we could. I don't. I was, it's like a Monday, right? Or yeah, it's a Monday. It's Monday, Monday night, and you just yeah. forget about it. It's like yeah. Monday. I just want to get through the day. Him yeah. and Fred and, and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want Monday to be over. <laughs> Can we just skip Monday from now on? Yeah, maybe. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but and I think if anybody could get something good going like that, uh, I think Caleb's draw could could support it again sure. yeah. i just think maybe, maybe a different night different place he's he's definitely got the people his fans are loyal loyal yeah. as hell mm-hmm. they came out and packed three venues in three days in the same dang town conroe in a that's row good. like three days in a row and each one had a good crowd and that's that says something more about the fans i think and their loyalty than necessarily him i mean obviously he has to do something to make them be fans like that the the, the, the people of conroe have always been great great listeners and supporters of of local music man it's mm-hmm. you know and no matter what style it was they just you know because you didn't get it very often you know yeah so that whole area really you know that whole area's got tons of talent anyway yeah it's yeah there's some in the water down here for sure yeah and it's way it not i thought we just had like this lucky pocket of people <laughs> for a while there with with what we had at Tuts and then beyond that, when you get with your, your, your Jody Booth and Jason Allen, all those guys, yeah. you know, they're just all so freaking talented, but it, uh, seems to be continuing to go. There's still tons of talent, even just the utility players that come out, like the guitar yeah. players and all that stuff. There's a lot of local talent that are playing for big names. Yeah. Um, yeah. that aren't spotlight people, but they're the guys that are making it happen. And I'm going to get all those guys in the show too. I hope eventually, because yeah. I, I want this to be not only about the artist, but the reason the scene works, you know, all the gears and the cogs and the, yeah, the grease. <laughs> so then, anyway, about yeah. the music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, this is a show about bunny trailing. So, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the, the, Squirrel. 
the song you had there on the introduction, Small Town Texas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, that's one of the, uh, songs that's near and dear to my heart. I've, I've kind of, well, not kind of, I have moved on from that, that genre, from that style of music. And I guess because I'm into things that are when more to my voice, my voice mm-hmm. and, you know, my, my, my lyrics, you know, I'll write a, I've got a, a, a few country songs in the back pocket that, um, you know, I might pitch. You've so. always been the more soulful one of the group. Like when we, even when we were doing the thing at Tuts, it was just like, once you got it, like when you played Georgia and all that stuff, it's like, yeah, I, I like to think so. You know, um, you know, Wade Tanner's, um, <laughs> I still can't figure out how he can get through like a two hour show screaming like that. <laughs> he's, uh, I think he's learned a more finesse, but man, he's, uh, to listen to him now is just, it's so good. You know, it's so, uh, always right on point every time he sings, mm-hmm. man. I, I really enjoy listening to him, you know, and his type of soul is, is, you know, that's why when we play together, we always, you know, sound, we compliment each other well because we, he's another one that I've known for, you know, since 15 then. years. Yeah. yeah. And, um, we're just kind of used to playing with each other, but, uh, the music I'm writing now is, is, uh, more in that Gary Clark Jr. vein. Um, uh, Quaker City Nighthawks is another good group. Black Crows, of course, you mm-hmm. know, uh, just, just along those lines. Um, you know, I never forget where it came from. That's where small town Texas came from was, you know, it's about my hometown, right. Colwell, Texas. And, um, uh, I still played every now and then. My, I mean, my family, Never lets me forget it. They always make me, you know, my family, my friends, whatever. You know, I just played it for my brother today. He was like, I, you know what I want to hear? And I'm like, yeah, I know. So, and I've played like, you know, six different versions of it. And, uh, I can never make up my mind which one sounds the best, but, you know, um, small town was, was, you know, just about growing up in a, in a, in a one horse town, small town, Texas. And, um, you know, where everybody goes to the football game on Friday night and um, just the scenery that it was, how we grew up, you know, going to, there's nothing to do there except for go someplace else. Right. <laughs> um, New Waverly was a lot like that too. <laughs> but you know, now that I've, I've gotten older and I go back there and I go, man, I, and that was a line in the song. Now that I go back there, you know, I wish sometimes that I could be back there. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the uh, the scenery and the landscape, you know, it just and the peace and quiet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I did that with New Waverly, man. I go back into town. I'm just like, man, I don't even feel like I really lived here, but yeah. I still, but I know I miss it when I'm not here. Yeah, and I just wish my like my family could grow up the way I grew up. With yeah, things are a lot more slowed down there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a type of innocence to it. I don't guess there's any innocence now that, you know, the internet is around. Um, <laughs> You're probably right. The, the, yeah. the social media makes, you know, every, everything and everyone grow up so fast. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my son, my youngest is eight and there's nothing he doesn't know because it's on YouTube. That's right. He yeah. just, if he has a question, he asks YouTube. We don't even ask the parents anymore, you know? Yeah. And, and my daughter's the same way. She's seven. She, uh, she just got a phone and, uh, I was dead set against it you know, just because of, you know, the creepy people that are out mm-hmm. there. And, you know, I was, I told her mother, you know, I just, 
I was totally against it. I didn't, didn't think it was such a great idea. I mean, yeah, it has some points to it. You can keep tabs on, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I just rebelled and rebelled and rebelled. And, you know, and then I got a text one day, I love you, daddy. And I was like, well, it's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of cute. <laughs> Wait till they start FaceTiming. Okay, it gets that, a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. And she, fa- she calls me, you know, out of the blue. Of course, I was. You know, at a bar watching the UFC fight. And she, and I'm She's like, FaceTiming you. You gotta answer it. She goes like, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, um, getting uh, drunk watching this guy bust his guy in the head. Uh, <laughs> anyway. No, so my, my older son, his grandma gave him a phone, even though we told her, you yeah. know, but it, he, as far as they knew, it was Santa giving them phone. But so, uh, she passed since then, but, my eight-year-old, it was eight when my oldest son got his. So, of course, Santa brought my eight-year-old to his phone yeah. this year. So, and it's the same. Like, he FaceTimes me on the school bus and does all that stuff or sends cute little, ma- he's a boy. So it's more like poop emoji, poop emoji, poop yeah, emoji, yeah. smile, you know? <laughs> so, oh, that's my daughter too. Yeah, <laughs> my seven-year-old, she's not, rough. Not too far, you know, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, in this day, crazy world, it is kind of nice to know, like, if my kids, 20 minutes right. late from the bus being here. I don't have to call the school. I can just call him and yeah. I get an answer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and then there's the music side of it. They can, you know, uh, experience and, and listen to all types of music. Um, yeah. And I made the playlist for him. Like, I'm sure yeah. you did too. So it's just. Yeah, absolutely. And man, I try to turn my daughter onto classic rock and, but she's. Sometimes she's okay with it. Sometimes, you know, a lot of times she's not. She yeah. wants Ariana Grande and <laughs> the rest of them. But, um, you know, I'm sure that I was the same way growing up. You know, parents are like, hey, listen to this. And you're mm-hmm. just like, what? No, that's terrible. <laughs> so, um, anyway, um, going back to small town Texas, um, yeah, I, I've, I've kind of moved away. From the, I don't want to say Texas country scene, um, but I've, it's definitely not country, the music I'm making now. It's, it's more along the blues alternative yeah. side of things. Um, it's funny because I listened to that CD, uh, with Counterfeit, who's a, you know, probably at the stellar band, you know. Yeah. He had a lot of talent in that a band. A lot of talent in that band. And those guys, you know, it was my first band and, they kind of, you know, grew me up and they would not let you make a mistake. You know, if you, if you hit that, that big E chord, they would let you know, Hey, you know, it was like, <laughs> you know, what the F, you know, and, and, uh, you know, Brad is Brad Coddle, uh, 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 Keith Jahan, you know, on bass and, and Bo, of course, on drums and, those guys were just solid, solid players. And, yeah. And they'd been playing, well, at least Brad and Bo had been playing together for yeah. a while. So they had that chemistry too. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of the guy that, that wrote stuff that kind of wrote the lyrics and, you know, wrote the progression. But, you know, those guys really, you know, really made it together, uh, come together and, um, you, you know, mixed the batter and they baked the cake. That's right. But they, they brought new ideas and we recorded all that Brad's house and listened back to it. You know, I just, because I've, I've, you know, grown as an artist and, you know, I think of that, that, that music is, you know, just, just the past. But, right. you know, I, I listened to it a while back and I was like, well, wow, this is, there were some really great lyrics that here, mm-hmm. you know, um, this was actually some pretty good music. 
you know, as, as I think as artists, you know, you have a tendency to, you know, put something out and, you know, once you've changed, um, you look at it, or at least I do, I look at it and I go, man, that was subpar. That was okay. You know? I'm, dude, I'm the same way. I look and, at my first and album and, and I can't stand to hear my own voice. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, I think as most vocalists do, I can't stand to listen back to me. And very rare am I like, oh yeah, that was, that was really good. Um, but Man, that, I nailed that one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think you've ever heard a vocalist say that. Mm-hmm. But as a songwriter, you will say, wow, that, uh, man, I, that's, that's a solid line. I'm yeah. glad I put that in there. Yeah. As a songwriter, as a, as a lyricist, I will say, you know, man, that was, yep. yeah. I find myself drawn more to my own, my old stuff going, that that was my best line. Oh wait, no, that was my best line. But yeah. I've never like that's the best I've ever sounded. It's the it's the writing that always yeah. you hang your hat on the writing. Yeah, absolutely for sure. And I consider myself more of a writer than anything. Um, you know, I'm always uh, just trying to come up with with different ways. My pet peeve is using like the same line mm-hmm. over or even like the same couple of words in the same phrase. That all that has always bothered me. Even when I hear like other. Yeah, songwriters do it. I'm just like, ah. well, and I always heard it was basic. The the first no no is don't use cliches. Yeah, but then some of the most popular songs you hear, it's cliche after cliche after cliche. And I'm just going. Now you can start a cliche but end it your own way and stuff like that. Right. But but yeah, it's weird because I was just always told that you just never use cliches. That's rule number one. You know, <laughs> shit, I'm breaking all kinds of rules. <laughs> well, I also had a guy that told me he said first you have to know the rules so you know how to break them, yeah. and then so I was like, okay, so there's no rules, <laughs> you know? right? Exactly, exactly. And I don't think there is, man. I- in our scene, there sh- there isn't. That's the beautiful thing about our scene. And instead, of, and if you take the country out of Texas music. Then just call it Texas music. That's where yeah. we are today because you've got such a variety of talent. Randy and I've talked about it. We've all, you've got your country guys. You've got your Cody's and Josh's and all, and Aaron Watson's and all those. They're, yeah. they're country. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's not like when we started the whole thing at Tuts, Texas country was it. Everybody was a Texas country band and you had That's a few right. of your reckless Kelly's and all those guys out there, kind of more yeah. of a Southern rock vein, but they were still. Mm-hmm. But now it seems Stoney, like, Stoney was, yeah, yeah, Stony was bluesy, yeah, um, and he got bluesier as time went on. But he still kind of was walking a little narrow line at first mm-hmm. when he started. Yeah, but then sure. now you've got, I mean, you got your Whiskey Myers and all that. You got your Southern Rock, mm-hmm. and you got, I think you don't have as much blues yet as it could be. No, but you uh, definitely have the Southern Rock vein going more than you had the country you vein know, going. More blues than you think. A lot of these, yeah, uh, uh, yeah Gary Clark not necessarily yeah. recorded, but. When they play and they play live, uh, right in the uh, scene, you got folk it. family yeah. revival and yeah. all that, and even Caleb. I mean, they're they're right. doing a whole lot of good hard blues. You know, yeah, good, yeah, you're right. I, mean, I should specify on the blues, on the radio yeah. scene. You don't yeah, necessarily the radio hear it. Scene, you yeah. don't necessarily see it. Now, you know, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it's commercially viable, but man, it, sure man, it is. If people are coming to it, venues it, to see it, that. You need to be playing. It should yeah. be played because people mm-hmm. aren't going to venues to see much at all. Yeah. yeah. To get people out of their house now and stop listening to their, to, or watching their, their smart TVs mm-hmm. or all that stuff and to actually come to a venue. Yeah. Um, it's getting harder and harder. So if you have a band that can do that, whatever that sound is, should be, I never understood why radio does not play what the people that are going to see people play, play. But that's just me. Yeah. Uh, it's. I'm sure that money has something to do with it. A whole bunch of it. It has a whole bunch. But, uh. but 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 then you have the argument of you know well, the people that a lot of people complain about 
that their music. If they're selling out stadiums, yeah. why is that? Is it just because that radio is only giving them that, that as a choice, mainstream radio? Mm-hmm. Or is it because that's what people want to hear? And that's the, the debate because. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I really don't know the answer to that because mm-hmm. I, I, I listen to Pandora and I, I like my guys. I, I you know, I listen I'm to Gary Clark. Way. I, I um, you know, Leon Bridges is another one from Texas, uh, Quaker City. I'm pretty sure they're from, from the Dallas area. You know, Gary Clark's from Austin and, you know, um, uh, there's a, there's a viable, you know, blues, uh, network here that's all started with Stevie Ray. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Howlin' Wolf was also from Texas. Yeah. You know, so again, Texas is this mixture of whatever the fuck we want it to be. Right. And that's the beautiful thing about um, Texas music. That's what makes it that way. Exactly. Um, and I don't, I don't see it. I've been all over the world and you know, when you people, you know, you don't ever say you're from America. You say you're from Texas, Texas. Mm-hmm. you know, That's a big um, so, <laughs> and, and everybody all over the world, they, I've, I've never seen anybody when you tell them they're, you're from Texas go, Oh shit. That's mm-hmm. a bummer. Everybody lights up when you say Texas. Why that is, I don't know. I mean, well, aside from Minnesota, Texas. awesome, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I think we, we have a great, uh, spirit of, about us, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, there's a reason we have a lone star because we just have a kind of a solo attitude. If, yep. if, if you're not going to help us, that's fine. We can do it ourselves. We got this. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make a whole culture around <laughs> you know, it. And then Louisiana will come over and help <laughs> yeah. us anytime. So, yeah. Uh, that's true, man. Anyway, I, I you know, I, I still fall in love with some of the country stuff. Um, you know, I, I it's just, it's just not my style anymore. Yeah. Um, and like we were talking, man, when I, when I have the most fun performing nowadays, it's when I'm doing a cover of something that I wish I could write. Yeah. And so the more I'm doing that, though, the more it's, I've written a couple that way now because now I'm starting to feel feel right. it, I guess. But if, if you don't feel it, what what's the point of performing it, right? That's so, exactly right. So that's what I'm trying to do is get to back to my roots, too, so I can understand completely your position of, of you've evolved. Yeah. And, and as, as a true artist, I don't think how I, I don't see how any true artist would stop evolving ever. I, I think that, you know, your music is a, is a depiction of, of yourself, um, where you are, where you are, what you've been through mm-hmm. for sure. And, um, you know, it kind of tells people that yeah, you, you're not alone. You're not the only one that's, you know, going through some shit or, you know, lost your job or, uh, you know, your, your marriage has failed or, uh, lost a loved one, you know, or been through a war, whatever the case may be, there's somebody that can always identify with it. Mm-hmm. Um, or on the other side is I'm having a goddamn great day, you know? <laughs> yeah. I want you to have one too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? You, you've been there, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, absolutely. So. What kind of song is SoCal? Uh, SoCal is, SoCal is a, is a running away song. Um, um, all right. I've probably written a couple like that, but like, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's, it's about a person who's, who's running away from love and it, 
you know, there's no reason to this person that they are with or, um, getting to know has everything you're looking for in a, in a partner, but, you know, to avoid the, the, the risk of getting hurt, you know, they're going to get the hell out of there. And and every time, you know, well, I say we take a listen to it. Yeah. Come on with a break.
Sitting on the porch swing Thinking about things Old old trees on a sea of rolling green And the sun seems to peek through every single leaf Now the chorus builds with a rushing breeze My heart helps to keep the beat Seems, seems to speak to me I think it's in y'all I like the glow from a firefly The sound of the river rolling by Good song playing in the night And her eyes looking deep in the mind Coming home on the 4th of July Ones I love by my side There ain't nothing Oh, there ain't nothing Like summertime Even in the shade It's hard to beat the heat But we should try with mama's sweet iced tea Still today nothing quite quenches me Now I don't mind a good snow up north Spring brings cool air through open doors Fun begins when day ends And we've been waiting for I like the glow from a firefly Sound of the river rolling by Good song playing in the night And her eyes looking deep in the mind Coming home on the 4th of July Ones I love by my side There ain't nothing Oh, there ain't nothing Like summertime Oh, oh, oh. There's really nothing like summertime
Relax, enjoy the difference at Classic Galveston. Hi, I'm Howie Bentley, owner of Classic Auto Group Galveston, inviting you to the classic way of doing business, which means the customer always comes first. Need service after the sale? We've got you covered with our service parts and body shop. Let us cater to your needs the classic way, island style. Visit us at ClassicGalveston.com. Classic Galveston, enjoy the difference, island style. Uh, here we are. We're back. We're back. We're back. So, uh, you got to hear two because I, because I made an accident and boo boo. Uh, you got to hear two of Matt's songs. So that's cool. And then we, uh, heard some Gary Clark Jr. there, uh, per Matt's request there. He told me which one to play. So hope you all like that. Yeah. And, uh, we've refilled our drinks except Matt. He's half camel. He don't need drinks. He said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we were talking about some fun stuff off air though, but, um, let's recap. Let's, let's recap what, uh, well, I mean, you, you heard the you heard SoCal and that's and then SoCal to the song The Summertime, but it's it's really an evolution of, of how my music's gone. I mean I I I mean on the alternative side sometimes too, but um you know, SoCal was actually an older song that I wrote I think back in two thousand nine, maybe, something like that. Um and then um you know, the summertime, which, believe it or not, I wrote a long, long time ago. I started it with, uh, with actually, when I was with Counterfeit, it was actually me and Bo. Mm-hmm. I was playing that, that, that first little riff and Bo just put some drums down like Bo does. Yeah, he's pretty good at that. <laughs> and, uh, um, finished up summertime, but summertime is going to be, um, the second, uh, single that I released this year. Uh, it's never been, it's just acoustic. It's never had a full production to it. And, um, summertime is, is a little bit about, a little bit how I grew up and just, just the, the things that we usually do, you know, in Texas for the most part during the summertime, like going to the river and, you know, um, you know, summertime is always just a big, a big, you know, to do for everybody around here. Right. Um, and, and just the accumulation of those things put together in one song. Um, it talks about, uh, coming home on the 4th of July. Well, it was when I came back from the war. Um, it was about, it was about July, but it was like June 28th. It was around the same time as July 4th. I remember right. the next holiday was july 4th and the whole family got together of course um and it was uh you know fourth of july I'd never forget so we put it together and um anyway uh, that's kind of how the song came out but you can tell uh, there's more of that blues uh influence in the summertime but you know it's funny because i was like i was saying you know before when i wrote that song and i always play it um and it was okay. And mm-hmm. then, uh, we were opening for, uh, Pat Green, I guess a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, the, the, the people, it was a pretty good crowd and the people were kind of back off stage. And, uh, we started that song and like the first, you know, verse that I sang, you know, gave me goosebumps for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was the first time we played it live. And I was like, Whoa. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is a pretty damn good song, I guess. Right. You know, as simple as it is, um, 
I think it's one everybody can relate to. I think that, you know, it's, it's a fun, it's, it's a good feeling song, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to, to see what, That's it, sweet. to see what it's going to look you, like. Are you doing produced. it through the Texas, the Texas regional scene or are you doing a different kind of release? How are you going to release it? Uh, I'm going to, well, the first thing I want, I'm releasing on, uh, Spotify and, and uh, Pandora. And I guess iTunes, I, I don't really okay. know. Like a digital release. And- yeah, I don't really know how it works. And, you know, I just I throw my money at somebody yeah. and There's they take it and they go, <laughs> all right, we'll take it from here. Click, 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 click and oh, wow. Hope for yeah. the best. <laughs> Do I need to send you a disc? I made a thousand copies. No, we don't use discs no, anymore. No, this, <laughs> what, is, what is a disc? What is a disc? Yeah. Well, that's pretty awesome, man. And I, and I was going to say that, you know, SoCal is, is kind of one that you, um, you put on and, and just just drive to, and if you have something that is uh, prescribed to you that you smoke, I would probably suggest you know smoking that and mm. and, and cruising on down the road. Um, it's just got a kind of highway feel to it. Highway going, <laughs> going nowhere. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's another one that you know it's kind of an old song for me, but. I still like to listen to you. Get off the highway and get on the stone path. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's cool, man. I'm, I, I, I get excited when guys like you and some people I've known for a while start being able to get some good presence out there. I don't want to say exposure. That's too, that's a totally different thing, but the presence is what's important. You know, it's get yeah. yourself on some, on the legit outlet so people can really hear you and really see right. you. And then of course, full production. It's just, it feels good, man. That second yeah. album I had whenever I wrote a bunch of songs and I thought, man, these are lyrically the best I've done. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I could hear something when I was writing them. Right. And then when I went I had some, I didn't use my band for the second recording. I, I did for the first, but I wrote the song so fast. There was no chance for them to evolve with the band like right. the first album did. Mm-hmm. But when I got there, they're all such professionals, man. The second they started playing it and I'm having to lay down scratch vocals for it. And I'm going, holy sh- this sounds just like it was supposed to sound in my head. Yeah. And now I got to sing words for something when I really just want to listen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> like, that, what the hell? That summertime song was, believe it or not, one take. And it was like the first time I played the damn thing. And, yeah. Um, because you know how it is in the studio. Time is money. And uh, we did it over there at, at Stormy's. And, uh, you know, I laid it down. And, you know, Lyndon, Lyndon was at the board. And he was like, uh. Yeah, I think we got it. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. I think, yeah, that's it. Amazingly. Yeah. Um, usually you want to take like, one more take just as ch- no, no, we get, no, yeah, now I, you know, I've done it, I've done it a, enough times now that I, I just, I learned to like, even now with this, uh, the single that we're, we're going to release, it, it just, I learned to listen to the, the, the vocals and shots and go, Nope. Yep. Nope. Mm-hmm. And then you narrow it down to like two tracks of vocals and you go, let me hear the first one. Second one. Yep. Nope. Number two, it is. All right. Good. <laughs> go. I don't want to hear it ever again. Ever again. Yep. Yeah. We're done. The yeah. rest is on the list. And even the, uh, a lot of producers will, will not send you a bounce of, of vocals because they don't want the drama that comes with it. Right. You know, my vocal sound will know that's how I, you sound. <laughs> I said this word wrong or, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's, 
you can definitely nitpick yourself to death to on death. that. I have a friend of mine, and I'm not going to say her name, but she's she was in the studio forever, and they were just about done. And she just went in one day to the studio, and she's like, you know what? We're just going to start over. And I just started. <laughs> she just was not happy with anything, Oof. and then they kept nitpicking, 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 and then then she started picking off uh, different parts of her band and getting somebody else to take their part. Oh yeah, just for the studio I, part. Can, and it took her probably two years. It can easily be done. It can snowball, and you know, it is a mind game. Yes, oh, game. Yeah. Good word. Mind game that you know. Yeah, it'll get you, man. You'll never be good enough. Never, never no. be good enough. Not if you, not if you truly have a lot of pride in what you're doing. Yeah, and you know, even when I play live, people are like, "Oh, that was, man, that was really great. That was awesome." You know, and I'm, you know, yeah, you know, I'm smiling, you up. and I'm like, uh, "No, yeah, <laughs> it was terrible." Then you notice, like, the first three words of the verse didn't even come out because my throat closed up on me. Yeah, <laughs> no, didn't notice at all. <laughs> Well, you know, be it performing in a studio or, in, you know, on a stage, it's, yeah. it, it's, you're, we're all our own worst critics and everything. We else, are. But, mm-hmm. um, you, you, you get that sense from the crowd and when people uh, give you some out. I think on a stage you, a you can get away with stuff. You can get away, you can get away with oh. stuff on stage. Oh, yeah. but, um, <laughs> uh, but you can also, you can also, um, up your game on stage too mm-hmm. without even you know we're not even telling yourself it you just you just feel it more and, and right you draw from the crowd and uh the groove is just right yeah yeah you, I'm you know, in, in the studio you're it's kind of you're under pressure um the whole time yeah your adrenaline's always pumping your heart rate's up and you can hear every damn thing <laughs> you know that you're doing right so yeah it's it's, it's, it's intimidating. A it's a different feel. Um, you know, I try to do my best to go in there and go, all right, fuck everything. Let's, mm-hmm. let's just go. But it, it, you know, sometimes it works that way. Sometimes it doesn't. And you try to bring that energy that yeah. you would have, but you're right. Since, because you can hear everything, mm-hmm. you're afraid you're going to be too loud or you're going to be, or I don't know, but you're right. It's really mm-hmm. hard to imitate that. You're going to be everything that you don't want to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really, cause people are like, man, I'm going to be the band that goes in there and I'm going to have the energy. Cause every time you hear yeah. it, cause for a while there, every Texas artist that I liked had a live album come out and then they would have a mm. studio album come out and you're just like, Ooh, I like the live version of this. I like the live version yeah. of that because they were catch capturing the live essence, you know, like mm-hmm. those Jason Boland albums and Stoney when they were live and Ragweed yeah. when they're live. Oh, yeah. absolutely. All the stuff you lose Bob's, man. Yeah. yeah, all those guys. You man. lose so much in the studio, it seems. And I went in there hell bent on, I'm going to record it just like we play it live and it's going to mm-hmm. have that same energy. And it still doesn't. It just yeah. doesn't. You're right. And there's nothing like being there for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, even like listening to the summertime, it, it sounds different. Did you ever notice like, you listen to your earlier stuff, how high your voice was, like mm-hmm. the pitch was higher then. Singing from your nose, yeah. yeah than it is now. It's yeah. so funny to me. It's like, who's that? See, I thought it was just the cigars I've been smoking. Who's that kid you on know, the You learn mic? how to breathe. Yeah, you learn how to breathe for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then keep your breath for, you know, and two, you just, or, two or three You become hours. more comfortable and the, the song gels and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff that goes with it. So we had to play a wedding last week. 
and they requested we do two songs for their wedding. One was I Cross My Heart by George Strait, and mm-hmm. the other was Sold by John Michael Montgomery. Okay. And so we practiced a little as my band does. You know you have half of my band in your band as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's more pre-hearsal than it is rehearsal. That's but, right. But we were uh, – when I was trying to play that or sing along to that song, just in my truck, just getting used to remembering the lyrics. I mean, I pretty much knew the lyrics, but just getting that muscle memory down, you know? Yeah. And I was going, man, this is almost too high for me. How is George Strait too high for me? Yeah. And so I told the band, hey, we're going to take the capo off and we're just going to play it, you know, straight, a half step yeah. down and play straight. And um, so the whole way down to the show, I, I decided to do a new technique. It was just some, something that hit my head. I was like, I'm just going to try it. Mm-hmm. And so the whole way down there, I listened to those songs back to back and I sang every one of them like I was singing the low harmony. So it was like, I crossed my heart, yeah. like as low as I could go. Yeah. And then one time before I got to the venue, just once I sang it in like the fifth harmony mm-hmm. as high as I could possibly manage. And I crack or whatever. I'm not right. great at it. And then when we went in there to sing it, I was, I was just, it was just like butter. It was just the, the actual key was so easy. Yeah. Cause I've relaxed everything. I've got the muscles going that relaxed and mm-hmm. it was a, it was a good little technique for me. I might work on it from now on. I don't yeah. Think that. And I think that has a lot to do with, um, you know, we sing where we're comfortable mm-hmm. and that's where like a, a good producer will come in and go, you can, you can push that a little more. You yeah. Know? Or you can get to this, this is your range, get to your range, you yeah. know, you're, you're, you know, you're going below that and they'll take you out of your comfort level, take you out of your comfort zone and, you know, really get the most out of the song. Mm-hmm. I like it when that happens, but I don't at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Cause well, you, Michael Berry challenged me. I had one day to learn how to do dinosaur by Hank Williams Jr. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize he sang high either. He's he was another guy was one of those guys. I was like singing. I was like, this isn't. Yeah. And then I go sing along. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And the night I did it, it was a struggle. Mm -hmm. Now I sing dinosaur like it's nothing, but it's just, I've just gotten used to it. And and now it's not intimidating. That's right. It's just like, you know, working out, man. Um, new plateaus. Again, I've, you know, I try to sing a lot of Chris Stapleton's um, Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, I don't know of anybody that could keep up with him, but. You know, not consistently, man. You try, and um, I can do a song. I couldn't go do a whole show's worth, worth you know. Yeah, I mean, and I can't hurt. do every song. Yeah, that hurt. <laughs> yeah. But you, what you did was you stretched all your your vocal exactly muscles right. and everything else, just like you do when you work out or anything right. else. You were sure. stretching it, and then when mm-hmm. you came time, you know, it was a lot yeah. easier. And yeah. it's that warm up. I've had so many guys. I've never studio. done warm up. That's why I always say, you know, go to a vocal coach you know even for for people that have been singing for a long time go to a vocal coach and just you know get a workout in Mm -hmm. with them and you know they'll they'll kind of help you and retrain you and and you know get back to or even better than you know you were before yep look at friggin' axel rose i thought there was no way in hell (laughs) he was going to reach those notes that he did now and now he's and he does he does now when i went and saw him you know, last time they were here, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I can't believe. Now, granted, he was running around at the beginning of the show, and then he was not running <laughs> halfway through the show. <laughs> he sat his ass on that ba- on that drum riser and sang, but he was still hitting notes. Man. That's it was awesome. pretty impressive. You know who hits some high notes that I've never heard him do it back in the day, and now he does it, is Corey Morrow. 
during his show now, he'll let out rock screams. Yeah. Like he'll just, and he'll be like, ah! you know, yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. But he does it really good. I sound like a pterodactyl, but he, <laughs> I mean, he just, I was going, wow, dude. And it's, it's, yeah, there's some great, there's a great online course I took, this vocal coach thing yeah. that I took online. Was, was that a pterodactyl? Or? I think it was maybe. Yeah. Wounded, Pre- prehistoric. We'll just was, go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what pterodactyl said? Here, fishy, fishy. No. Uh, but yeah, that online one was. It was. It cost. It was. I don't know. Like a hundred some bucks, and you do it at your own pace, and it worked for me at the time. Nothing would probably be being face to face with a vocal coach to work on you independently. Yeah. But is there, um, is I never did it before. Not working. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know. Not working. No. I don't know if we we're on camera. Not this time. I'm no, not this time. My only nose. when you go. Oh, only no. when you go to the bathroom. I'm picking my nose like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're all good. Not this time. We're we're moving towards that to where we can have a, a yeah. live multi oh, So we can, can break that, out the drugs now. All right. Yeah. 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 You know. Cool. It's, uh, and go it's ahead. internet radio, so yeah. You know, all those f bombs you've been dropping. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty loose, man. Uh, by the, I, I guess I should just throw out there that you're listening to KTXF. I hadn't even said where we are. We just got jumped right into the show. <laughs> but uh it's part of the sports media network but the uh Christopher Roth is the the brainchild behind it and so he's got all these music shows coming up and some actually some really cool shows one that you might like I'll tell you off air can't announce it yet I got you. but uh they got the sports shows and then and it's not just your typical sports like you they got some other cool stuff coming that's going to be the in between sports right. that nobody talks about but then he wanted to bring it up some Texas music stuff so thanks Christopher for giving me a place to talk and bring my friends in Right to uh to to have conversations with it's pretty cool to be able to do this but um well uh where were we sorry i had to interrupt oh, there because we had a moment he was talking about uh, oh, your two singles that you're putting out oh, yeah. uh at the beginning of the year here so, so. Well, we, yeah um well i was gonna say that uh that that gary clark jr song that you played at the beginning uh of there's the, the, the slide part um Oh yeah. I listened to that like, well, it's only like a minute long, that slide part. Anyway, I had started a song listening to that, you know, that sinister, um, uh, angry, vengeful sound that, you know, it had to me. And I just started, you know, writing down lyrics. And I always, always said, you know, there's a good thing about being a great lyricist that you know, there's also a very sharp tongue that comes with it. <laughs> you know, Mike's wives can vouch for it. I was going to, it reminded me, it reminded me of a post that you made after a recent thing where it was just talking and you don't have to get into it if you don't want to, but you mentioned something like that. When you get two songwriters together that they know how to cut deep and they know how to use words and they, yeah, yeah. it's uh it makes for quite a, quite a nasty mix there. <laughs> it does. And you know, mine is, um, my my forte, as I said, has always been my lyrics, and you know, I have to say that it's a God given thing because it's not something that I I really work on. It's like I guess, you know, kind of like some of your freestyle rappers that you know words just come quickly to me, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. And you know, when I'm when I'm hurt, I can come back with it, you know, pretty pretty deadly. I, you know, I cut low. And mm-hmm. I, and I get right to it. Um, and, and you know, I, I've, I've done my share of hurting too. And, and 
That's why I say it's it's not always good that you're a good lyricist because you come up with some pretty you can come up with some pretty ugly words. But right, uh, this song um, that I wrote is um, uh, it's called uh, My Heart, and and I, and I wrote it you know and I had to keep keep uh, I guess you call it rewinding rewinding scrubbing uh, we'll call it scrubbing rewinding uh, <laughs> that part in numb so that I could finish the song you know or keep writing anyway because right. You know how it is once you, you know, once you get a bite, you, you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta reel it in. Yeah. And, you know, so I just kept going and going and going and going. And, uh, you know, it got to a point where, you know, I had the, the sound in my mind of that song. So I, I didn't have to keep rewinding it. Um, yeah, but you had to get that melody stuck in there just. Yeah. And so, you know, came up with, you know, a pretty deadly song, I think, lyrically. Uh, one of, one of my more favorites that, you know, today. <laughs> today yeah you know i know how that goes yeah you know how it is over today and then the next day is like why did you even start that piece of shit it's <laughs> it the worst the flavor thing. of the moment you should yeah. probably burn that and, yeah and hide it yeah no i've got a couple of songs that i think that i wrote and i thought man that's clever as hell and then i listened to it again and i'm going nobody else was in my head at the time so they're yeah. not going to be able to understand <laughs> well i'm filling the blanks or i played with uh way tan and brian Rowe uh on sunday uh, they had me up to do acoustic thing and, you know, you know, Wade and I, we always, I always want to hear, you know, something he wrote and he's the same way. Well, he pulls out, I want to hear one liners and I'm like, Oh yeah. And one liners was a song that I wrote, you know, back in the day with counterfeit about all the one liners that guys use to pick up girls in bars. Just a, a bunch of these one liners in one song. And, um, anyway, you know, shit, I, I so I played it or what I think was how it was supposed to be played. Cause for some reason it didn't sound right to me, but I made it work. And even Wade, when I started, I think he was a little confused because I was like, well, I think, I think this is how it goes. But I mean, I know I had the chord progression, but as far as the order of them, I don't know, but it sounded okay. Uh, nobody was none the wiser. <laughs> Well, I was trying to pull a quick one and find that song, and you really just gotten rid of all that. That stuff was one you wanted there. to. Um, I think that was one that you wanted to record. And I, I like, yeah, go shoot, you know, go for it. Yeah. And then I was like, can I do a small town? You're like, nope, that one's mine. No. <laughs> that one's special. <laughs> that one has a golden well, and, and lock. Looking back now, it would have made no sense because I, I have my my song that's in the same vein is talking yeah. about my hometown and all that stuff yeah. and with the old whiskey song and the two same two songs on the same album would have just been it would i mean i wasn't thinking about the progression and the overall but like okay dude we get it you're from a small town yeah <laughs> <laughs> move on we understand there's not a lot of people where you grew up we get it <laughs> we get it yeah we but there's it. another one 30 miles down the road <laughs> yeah, in texas <laughs> what is it i mean every small town they're 30 miles apart yep <laughs> yeah <They're>, absolutely <laughs> they are the best is still the one um, on the way to Paris or whatever. I can't remember where it was. It has the it has the Dairy Queen over here, and then it has the Bail Bonds place over here that has a playground in the backyard. Yes. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> playground in the back of the Bail Bond place. It's like, you kids run and play. I'll get your daddy out of jail again. That's right. <laughs> and the bus stops over there. Too. <laughs> yeah, the bus stop, everything. Well, I grew up, you know, I, I called New Waverly home because I was closer to it, but Huntsville, I was right in the middle of Huntsville and New Waverly, so we had the Greyhound bus station. Usually, it was just full of people that just got out of prison because yeah. that's, everybody was, everybody get out of prison and go bus station, and mm-hmm. 
So anytime you had to ride the bus from Huntsville, you're going, okay. Yeah. <laughs> As a kid, it was scary. I, I think I had to ride the bus down. I tried to go, go into the, uh, to the Navy and I had to go down to MEPS one time with the, on a bus, I think. And it was, mm. it was like, oh, this is not, this is scary as hell. <laughs> but not as scary as I guess as it would have been if I'd have made it. But yeah. luckily I'm deaf in one ear. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I can't hear bombs coming. So they wouldn't let me go any further than that. <laughs> no, they just make you deaf. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll make you deaf later. Right. But you can't show up that way. <laughs> no, I was like this when you got no, here. You gotta be, you, you've gotta be, uh, in perfect health so that they can break you. And they had that old man there that kept asking me how my feet, do you got bad feet? How are your feet? <laughs> how are your feet? I was like, damn it, they're fine, dude. Yeah. I, I, I just realized something that it was 30 years ago this month when I went in the military. So. Wow. <laughs> and you did artillery. I, I know you're deaf. What? what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back before, uh, yeah, it was loud. <laughs> yeah, great man yeah. from uh, Robin Dude. Williams, and we don't care what you play, just play it loud. <laughs> yeah, man, that's one of my favorite movies. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> it just, and that was a, you know, some of these deaths this this year, this past year, really hurt. Me. Yeah, it really hurt me. I don't, I, I never really got, you know, emotional or felt, you know. Of course, you you feel bad that you know that person died, right? But, you know, like when when Robin Williams died, that was that was like, man, that's you know, I was down about it, you know, for yeah. a day or two because he was you know a comic growing up, and you know when Prince died, it was really you know because he was a he's been a big influence, and you talk about a lyricist, man, God, yeah, man. and he's influenced every genre, every person. Yeah. There's so many people that have respect and can attribute some of their style to him in Absolutely. some way. Absolutely, you know, and. You know, anywhere he went to mm-hmm. watch music, he's going to play. Right. And, oh, he, yeah. and you're going to let him. He can him. throw down. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll throw, and he's another like Hunter Hayes, but better, but he could play every instrument. Mm-hmm. Just plays every instrument. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, you know, Chris Cornell dying was, was another, you know, because I really looked up to him as a, as a vocalist and, you know, um, a songwriter because, I mean, the dude would just, would blow out you know, windows with his vocals. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's another one I, I, I tried to emulate, you know, unsuccessfully, but well, yeah. Uh, we, we whatever. all, we, we all get our stuff from something. I, mine's been phases and, and most of mine were more, that's what's weird. I haven't aspired to be vocally like necessarily like anybody. Now I have, I mean, yeah. like, but when I was first starting, I just out, tried to be because I can't play with this. <laughs> well, I know I've given up being a guitar. I play guitar out of self defense. Like I just that's about it. But I always wanted to be an entertainer like so and so, or an yeah. entertainer like this guy or this guy. And, that's right. And it's changed over the years. And it wasn't until the last few years when I had an album out, and I was really like, okay, no, I don't get many. I get a few, but I don't get many compliments on. Wow, you've got a great voice right and so i was like i'm really gonna work on that for the next you know yeah. and i did and that's when i got the online vocal coaching and all that stuff yeah and then the compliments came in more and more and it was just like you know what yes i, I want to be a better vocalist mm-hmm. instead of i was like an i was like a songwriter first an entertainer second and a vocalist third you know and the mm-hmm. guitar player if i had to be <laughs> <At> the very <laughs> bottom right yeah so but now and so 
Yeah, I really admire like Chris Stapleton's voice and and what he's doing, but that's not necessarily. Still, has, I still haven't found that guy. Like, who am I? Who can I look at and go? I'm not stopping until I've reached that. Yeah, I haven't found that one yet. But I'm definitely turned on by a lot, like Warren Haynes and just all those guys. This, oh, they 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 they've got it, and I want to be like that. But I haven't figured out if I got if that's where my stopping point would be. You know, yeah. you got one. You got one that's just like okay, if I can be that. Man, um, I can't. There, that's the thing. There's just not not just one, right? You know, it's culmination. There's just guys that you, you want to hope to get close to. And that's you know that was Cornell and that was Stapleton. That was, um, I mean, who else? Uh, Easy over there, Randy. Squeaky chair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. You know, Stevie Wonder was. Oh yeah, um, Martin Sexton was a great vocalist, or is is a, is a great vocalist. And what's funny is that you you see a lot of popular artists now that will will thank guys like Martin Sexton, you know, in their in their thank yous in their, in their records, which is crazy. Uh, he was just a guy, and why he was never this successful, I guess he was just a guy that would never conform, you know, yeah, you know, money wise. And, uh, <laughs> That's just, I've learned that's kind of the answer to a lot of questions. That's right. Yeah. And, um, man, there's just, there's a lot. There's a lot of, a lot of people that have, a lot of vocalists, you know. Well, I think, uh, I think we should take a quick break and then come back and let you play some live music. For the first time ever on the Josh Fuller show on the Blue Couch, we're going to have someone play live music. For sure. Yeah. And, uh, play somebody that, that's been around our scene for a long time and he's finally got some recognition, Mr., uh, Mr. Sundance Head here, and then we'll come back and, and play a little bit, of, or let Matt play a little bit of live music for y'all.
to lose accident or just a fender bender, the last thing you need to do is tangle with the big city. When Classic Auto Group Collision Center can take care of all your repairs, island style, our certified technicians can repair any maker model and we back up every repair with a lifetime warranty. Classic Auto Group Collision Center now open at 6601 Harborside Drive, ClassicGalveston.com. Classic Galveston, enjoy the difference, island style. You want me to play? Yeah, we're going to have you playing, man. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, just get comfortable for a minute. While you do that, I'll tell everybody where I'm going to be this week. Uh, so tomorrow we're at the Pacific Yard House again. I think this week we're going to stream it to YouTube Live instead of Facebook Live. I'm pretty disappointed in Facebook's uh, compression algorithms, and I'm going to see if YouTube's will uh, will come out better because uh, we definitely got, we got Randy here with Cut and Shoot Studios. He comes out and he does high-def video. And we've got a straight feed from the uh, soundboard, and it's yeah. all good stuff. So there's no reason for it to us uh, to sound crappy or look terrible. And unfortunately, with the compression we've been getting on Facebook, it seems like it's been horrible. It's man. been, it's it's been it's terrible. Uh, it's it, it, it has it's been, a wasted uh, opportunity. So we're gonna try YouTube, and we'll see how it goes. And I mean, a little bit of that is is connections and stuff like that, and, and you know the uplink or how busy the network is at the you know venue and stuff. You know, there's some things that are you know part of that, but it should still be just a whole lot better than it is. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, it's because we're having some really good shows. Last week with Heather Raylene was terrific. So what's going to happen from now on, though, you weren't there for this conversation. This is really going to be kind of a jam session throwdown between me and Kevin and Bo. Yeah. And then we're going to have uh, every now and then we'll have people come in. Maybe people like Matt Rawls will just drop in and want to do a song or two. Okay. And uh, and then we'll just it'll just be a little jam session and I keep saying session. Why am I doing session? But um, it'll so, be a jam session. It'll be a jam session. You're Sean Connery now. <laughs> so yeah, so we're uh, that's where we're gonna be tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, we'll be there at seven to ten, and we'll stream it for those of you out of towners. But the best thing, as we talked about earlier, is the live show. Man, come show up and be there. And then Thursday, I have a oh, host open mic and Tomball. If you're a songwriter, want to work out new material. Bring your guitar or play with mine. It doesn't matter. And just come on up and uh, play for uh, for a nice, intimate audience. Friday, we are playing at Stadia Bar and Grill in the Woodlands on Market Street. Uh, a little last-minute show. And then Saturday, I'm doing something. I have to look it up. I can't remember <laughs> now. But I definitely, I'm definitely doing a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for sure. And then um, I don't know what I've got Saturday. I need oh. to... You got anything coming up soon, Matt? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm kind of just a vagabond playing right now. I mean, uh, we're working on some, getting some shows together, some some pretty you know wild be, stuff. But why we aren't doing them together? Since we're using half the same band, I don't know why. I just uh, well, I mean, I flip been a coin, see which one of us pay him out of our cut. Many full band shows. I just, <laughs> um, you know, anybody. That wants me because here's the thing I, you know I've got a pile of original music and um, it's not probably three or four hours worth but it's it's at least two hours worth mm-hmm. I, I probably got more than that I just hadn't you know it doesn't always come together you know uh, for a three hour long set but uh, anyway um, I just haven't I've turned some some shows down just because I I don't really want to play for three hours unless I got no. somebody to do do it with me, you know. Well, you know, I don't want to do that either. The the, th- the three or four hour shows, I definitely am not. F- we've been doing this a long time, you and yeah. I. And <laughs> at some point, you just kind of hope that you can go and stand on your own with your own music. And right, one thing that I'm trying to get to happen in this area that I just maybe I'm out of the loop and it's already happening, but I just hadn't <clears> seen it is I want more listening room songwriter yeah 
shows where people come to actually hear the original music and they mm-hmm. shut up and listen and they clap their butts off when we're done, but they want to hear the original music. And I just think that um, there's there's not for, a lot of those venues not here. here. There's some. There are some. Yeah. Um, but, but it's not a culture here. Here it's nah. more of a cover band culture or a tribute bands and yeah. hip hop and. It, I think they. I think there's a lot of people out there that, you know, want to hear original music. Agreed. Oh yeah, most definitely. There's not a lot of venues that cater that. Well, it, the the I think the answer is house parties, man. Yeah. I'm doing. A, I got part hooked up with this group that does house parties up out in the hill country. Mm-hmm. And I finally got um, added to one of their shows. It's in August. But I'd, I'd love these people have their own mailing list. Yeah. It's 150, 200 people. You show up at whoever the host is. So it's mm. somebody that has some property or a big home or something, you know. Yeah. But it's a it's a potluck dinner. Everybody brings a dish. Mm-hmm. The host makes cookies and has some drinks and stuff. Yeah. Everybody pays twenty twenty five bucks. That goes straight to the band. So you as the entertainer are going to get paid whatever. That twenty twenty five bucks is, and that's your thing. And then they have two intermissions, but it, you, they sit down, they listen, and then in the intermission you can talk, but they can buy CDs from you, do whatever. And and it's not, you know, they're allowed to clap. But they're, they're, you set your own rules basically. But the whole point is they know what they're getting into as listeners. They're coming to listen to a songwriter tell his story through mm-hmm. music, and it just. It, that's the culture that they have and everybody on their mailing list that's what they like to hear and so all they have to do is say hey here's who's coming this is his name here's his right. links check out his music come listen to him and then they show up and it's I don't if we had that over here it would be so cool because yeah. there's a lot now there's a lot of guys out there that, that I play covers kind of like I play guitar out of self defense like I'm trying to get them back because the people aren't just ready to listen to original music all night Right. So I'm just like, all right, you know what? No point in me just playing. St- I'm not going to kill you all with my stuff. I think it's cool, though, like when you when you take a cover song and you and you do it originally, you know, what I oh, mean? yeah, make a version, not a cover. Right. Like, you're not like just. You, yeah. I, you know, I listen to. I listen to uh, like the the coffee house or whatever the hell it is, acoustic channel. Mm hmm. And I hear some really, really awesome covers done on there that, you know, you never would have thought right. could be done that way. So it's kinda like nobody expected Stapleton's version of Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah, like, I, I kinda Yeah, I kinda um I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean they're he's okay. But um <laughs> <He's> okay. <laughs> But no, I know what you're talking about. I mean yeah, you hear all it, kinds of stuff. Like that Tab in Wall version of that of the song earlier we yes, played. Yeah. It's just yes. totally different. You just weren't expecting to hear it like that. No, yeah, it's good Gary, though. Gary yeah. Clark Jr. came out with Come Together. Mm-hmm. Um I've heard like uh, you know the John Joan Osborne song "What If God" was one of those has, has you know been redone. I'm sure several, several times, but uh, I just heard it the other day and it was like really cool. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of that going around. I, I try to get into it too, you know, because um, you know people want to hear covers for sure, right? Um, well, when you can surprise them, then you get to the hook and all of a sudden they're like, yeah. "Oh crap, I know this song!" Exactly. Yeah. It's really cool. I hey. played, um, matter of fact, I played, uh, Angel, uh, Too Close to the Ground the other night and they're like, who is that? And I was like, 
uh, Willie Nelson. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, you so, never know how it was written originally. I mean, it's not a cover of a... It's it's a cover of a guy doing a song that true. more than likely he didn't write. Right. And Very true. You, know, you don't know how the songwriter, you know, did that demo even right. a lot of times. So, you know, making it your own, there's never a problem with that. Yeah. I think people actually, you know, really like that and... And that whole scene, uh, the standard that I've been hearing that people want to have down here is like a Bluebird Cafe standard. Right. Where, where, you know, it's, it's, you know, a group or a couple or, you know, however many people in a round, you come in, you have a good meal and you sit and listen to some really good, uh, original music. Yeah. And some covers too, because they, they were throwing covers yeah. in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not scared to throw a cover down, but most part, there's some I'm scared to screw up. Like, you know, you don't want to go in there and you start singing a George Strait song. People are like, you can't screw with George Strait. But I don't, I, I get scared sometimes. But, but I thought lot. it was pretty cool when Jamie Foxx did, uh, his, uh, You Look So Good in Love. I, I never even heard that. You didn't hear that? No. No, well, they had the big, uh, they had the big thing for him. What'd you think of Fergie's, uh, national anthem? I didn't listen to it. <laughs> it took me forever to even it. want to listen because yeah, everybody I mean, was I saw the little yeah. post on Facebook and <laughs> at first like, I, it was like, on the chalkboard, yeah, so pretty much. She was just, it was almost sounded like she was fixing a bus into the Marilyn Monroe happy birthday, Mr. President at any moment. That's a, <laughs> the national anthem is, is I think one song that I, you guys sing it straight. Man. I can't, I don't think I will ever do just because of the, of the prominence and, and meaning that it has, you know, to me mm-hmm. and to so many other guys that I know, you know, it's just, it's like, yeah, I, I would definitely sing it straight. It would be not, there would be no frills to it. Right. I, I've, I've been asked to sing it twice and I've tried really hard to just keep it as straight as possible. Yeah. And, uh, for that same reason, man, because everybody's supposed to be doing it together. And people, there, you know, that when, like, a singer will forget words or, you know, and then people you oh, know, want to grind on them. It's like, I can see how it happens. Yeah. Being in front of 30,000 people. Yeah. And, and it's I not an easy <laughs> song to sing at all, man. Put your ass up in front of 2 million or, yeah. you know, 100,000 people and see what you do. Yeah. It's You've been not. singing it all your life, but it's a whole different ballgame with, you know, that many people in front of you. I've been hanging out with people that or I have hung out, not been bad. It's not a habit. I don't, I'm not like in the in crowd or nothing, but I've hung out with some, some cool people that, uh, that everybody in the Texas music scene would even know. And uh, when they're not, when you're not on the stage and you're you handed a guitar, remembering words is hard. The, yeah. the, the muscle memory is not there. You haven't built up to it, especially if you're someone that's had a same set list for years. And, no. um, but yeah, forgetting he, he would forget his words. To almost every song that he played, just doing a little house party setting, <laughs> and uh, people were like, "He's forgetting his words to his own songs." Like, dude, those are the easiest ones to forget because you get Absolutely. so complacent, you know. Absolutely, but so you more forget the words to whatever you're fixing to do. <laughs> no, he's got he's got a cheat sheet. I see. It. I no, think I, we should let you play. From, yeah, before we run out of some time. So. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, I was going to play this other song that I that I told you I wrote during that. Uh, oh yeah, the, the slide. But I. I well, I can play you a piece of it. Well, the floor is yours. You are our guest. Yeah, let's give us some of that game down there. Sounds crystal clear, doesn't it? It's close.
gone like a deep hole in the ground waterless well somebody found gone like left in the night without a sound my heart is gone my heart is black like sight at the bottom of the sea burn black like the pictures of we I've been burned like a California tree my heart is black of it but all right um hey crank your gain on your guitar down just a touch for that those pops there you go that's better yeah that is dark though like you were saying i like it it can't yeah. all, it can't all be songs about puppies and unicorns i mean yeah they most <laughs> definitely are never <laughs> But anyway, uh, I figured that, you know, we should probably get to, uh, the single. Yeah, man. Before we run out of time. Um, this is a song called, uh, American Dream. And it's, it, you know, it revolves probably primarily around, um, a stripper and a, uh, a drug dealer because they are just a, a means to an end. You know, this song kind of came about because, I went to a, a, a butt naked with some friends on Jensen Drive. I don't know if you know where Jensen Drive is, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's a tough, tough hood. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, you see, you go in there and you see, you know, women that were maybe could have been models at one time, but you know, due to whatever, uh, probably not. I don't think anybody ever aspires to be like a, a, right. a stripper or, you know, in the adult entertainment industry, it just kind of happens, you know? Um, and so it, it's kind of, um, it's kind of, uh, uh, sad in one sense, but also determination in another that, you know, I know there's girls out there paying for their college or whatever the hell, or maybe they're a single mom and they're just trying to, you know, provide for the child but um and the same thing goes with the drug dealer you know they're they're hustling any way that they can because i mean i know guys that pay for albums on dealing drugs Mm -hmm. so i know some bands that deal drugs in the green room but i'm not saying their names that's right and um you know and i I played with some of those bands but (laughs) um you know it's just kind of and even in the music industry you get a label and you want to take care of your family and your family's family and your family's family. Mm-hmm. So you're willing yeah, to make compromises you didn't think you would make. That's exactly right. And you, you know, some people call it selling out. Well, oops. you're just doing what you got to do. I mean, I always have a, a funny thing about selling out, and that's what I, I say. You don't ever go to Vegas and then bring home the little piece of paper. 
that says, hey, look how much I could have won. Yeah. That's right. You yeah. always cash it in. And that's, I mean, you put so much time and work into this music thing. Mm-hmm. If you get your shot. You take it. You take it. And yeah. You're cashing in. It ain't selling out. Man. And, and, you know, maybe it's not exactly how you envision it to sound, um, but it's being heard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's being heard. And, you know, that that's kind of what the song talks about. You're going to do whatever it takes. You're going to do what they tell you. Right. Because you don't have a choice in it a lot of the time. Um, you know, there's been very few that have just made it on their own. Uh, I'm sure there's, I can't think of the band off, offhand. Um, who was it? Uh, the rapper guys, Macklemore. Mac- uh, no. they, they had a YouTube video and they, and they, you know, they did it their own way, but. Eventually, everybody gets bought out. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to outrun, you know, big business. Um, no, if if you want that kind of help, you're going to have to do yeah. some conforming. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and you know, as artists, it's just it's just the nature of the beast. You're going to conform, you know, one way or another. Or, you know, if you're trying to be a doctor or whatever the hell you're trying to do, there's just sacrifices that you're going to have to make, you know? And, um, anyway, it's called American dream. Cause you gon' give more 
hearing your voice dude i appreciate it man love it i think i mean we got plenty of time if you got another one you want to play or we can just talk it's up to you but um um, but we've still got we still got another 15 minutes or so so i don't mind if you play another or we can take a break or we can just keep talking i don't care you're on late tuesday tuesday nights josh fuller <laughs> we'll get your proper uh, liners and stuff, man. Don't worry. Man. Yeah. <laughs> this song is uh, I haven't played too much of my new stuff just because it's, I'd like to have the surprise effect. There you go. But uh, uh, the Devil Woman. That woman is about a about a love interest, uh, and this girl um, is just so fine and so beautiful, and puts him through so much shit. But he he still sticks around uh, because he's so in love with her. That's probably every man in America. But <laughs> uh, anyway, it's called Devil Woman.
I love you, you're gonna be my death. Devil woman, let me go down. Devil woman, put on a show now. Yeah, devil woman. Anyway, that's kind of the stuff I'm writing now. <laughs> I got it. Do you still do? Uh, do you still do you still do covers at all? No, not really. Because um, rainy night in Georgia would really be cool to lonely hear. Night. Lonely night in Georgia, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you still do that or not, but oh, every now and then. That's not not too often. But you to think. 
think about This has been a story I know you've heard it all before Cause every time I come home You know I'm right back out that door It's a lonely night in Georgia And everything I do Reminds me of being with you Yeah It's a lonely night, but I'll be alright Cause I'm coming on home, coming on home to you The warmth of your... Oh, that's not it. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it was good. It though. It's alright, I was able to get 30 seconds put on Instagram for you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't no, that that's, song in forever. Yeah, I love that song, dude. You're the, I, I didn't even know that song existed until I met you. Alright, I'll give you one more. Yeah. This one's called Only Fools. So sad and lonely You couldn't get off the floor Cause your love was leaving You couldn't stop it going out the door You know the devil was a friend of mine After all I gave up my soul Well it's all the same it's a part of the game That's why I tell you Only fools Fall in love Only fools Don't know what it does Applause? Yeah, no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't applause. I have, I have my own thing that I made. I ain't used to hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I think people have forgotten how to clap, man. No, I tell you what, that, it was like crickets. Uh, you know, uh, uh, sometimes I don't know. I try to keep it on a positive note and say, well, maybe they're just so goddamn amazed they don't 
They're yeah. in shock. Maybe you know, they don't want to interrupt the vibe. It's like, well, well sometimes, you know, people don't know, they don't know the song and they don't know when it's over, but there's that. When, when you, there when you is completely that. stop, I think that's probably a good indication that the song is over. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather <laughs> you clap and then me start singing again. And you go, Oh crap, it wasn't time. Yeah. And then clap again. <laughs> then, uh, then not. That's, I tell you what, man, um, that place we played at Sunday, uh, out at, uh, Bob and Jeans. Oh yeah. I haven't been out there. I've heard about it. Man, it's, uh, it's a cool little spot, you know, especially if you got like a bike cause it's kind of a, it's got an icy house feel to it. Okay. Uh, it's, you know, it's really cool, but, uh, we played out there and, uh, they really dug everything I was playing. So and the first time I, I played, that was the second time I played. The first time I played out there was with, uh, um, the dysfunctional hippies, <laughs> Wade Tanner and uh, uh, Brian Rowe, and uh, I forget the, the other guy's name. Uh, good group of guys, and good good musicians. Anyway, I went out there and crashed their set. And uh, <laughs> but anyway, I was going out there. Uh, it was a Thursday night, and it's it's out past Channel View, and I'm driving forever. And I'm like, it was just darkness <laughs> all the way there. And I was like, where is this place at? And like, the houses got fewer and I was like, well, ain't nobody going to be here. <laughs> so I got out there and then out of nowhere, there's this place that appears and it's packed. And I'm like, well, damn, you know, and sure enough, Sunday when we went out, it was the same thing. Wow. It, it was packed and the people like, you know, they like the music. So. Well, that's really cool, man. It's a cool spot to play. You should check it out. Yeah, I will. I will for sure. Well, I think we've reached the end of the line here, but I'm sure glad you sh- you came yeah, in. Yeah, thanks man. for having yeah. me, man. Um, it's been it's been fun. It's good to hear your voice, and you're the first person to play live on the show. <laughs> so there you go. Your trend setup. I was the guinea pig. You were the guinea pig, if they call it that. Randy, you got anything to add? Oh man, it's it was great, and it was a pleasure meeting you. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Man, I like the way uh, everything sounded out. Everything came good, and. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to, you know, polish this up and, and, uh, and I'd like to say thanks to everybody for listening to the show that has. Now, I'm not going to give you all actual numbers, but I will say that every single week we double our listeners. So that's oh, pretty that's good. good. We're on a good trend. We're yeah. doubling the hey, listeners. That means everybody's telling somebody. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, every Wednesday night we do our live stuff out there at the Pacific Yard House. Yep. It'll be live streaming. We're going to try YouTube this week and, uh, see if the, see if that comes out a little bit better and, uh, see if we can't change a few yeah. uh, technical things up. What are like you that. doing? The, and, uh, when are you doing the Pacific Yard House? So Pacific Yard House is every Wednesday night, mm. seven to 10. Uh, and then he's filming it and we're, we're trying to live feed it. But like I said, we're, we're experimenting with the, with the best, so that's tomorrow to, night, then. That's huh? tomorrow night, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm, come, yeah, come by. Crash our set, there. man. Crash yeah. our set. Uh, it, it looks like a cool spot. I haven't been there yet. It's really cool. And so, so what they're trying to do is, uh, they don't want your typical, I don't know how to say this, because well, I definitely don't want to cut down any, anybody in the business or in the scene, but he wants more of the Austin music vibe out there. Oh, okay. So he doesn't want, everybody does. He doesn't <laughs> want the typical, there's a place where everybody go play honky tonk music and yeah. your traditional country music. And then he's not that that place is not the place for that, but that's the talent he's seeking out is not that for necessarily. Oh, okay. He's really wanting to get more of the, uh, the blues, the Southern rock and the more eclectic textures. Yeah. 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 He should. Yeah. If you come by tomorrow and crash our set, dude, he probably would love it. He, Ziggy Moonshine came out and played with me the other night. He loved it. Yeah. 
And uh, Ziggy, Ziggy and you were in a, yeah, Ziggy's a great dude, and y'all are in a, in a similar vein. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say same, but similar with that that blues influence. So, um, but the vibe is great, Mo- nice lighting, and you know the, the staff takes care of you. The sounds good. That um, they brought in their A game for for our Wednesday night shows, and I'm really happy they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wednesday it's just cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely try to make it out there tomorrow. Yeah. tomorrow night. yeah, people are starting to roll into town into Conroe uh, for this weekend, which is uh, uh, Lone oh, Star yeah. Throwdown, man, which is like the World Series of truck shows and stuff. So you got a lot yeah. of people coming into town as a lot of people are leaving town oh, okay. to go to the cookoff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Different crowds, you know. You get yeah. a, and, and folks come from all over the country and the world. I mean, they ship cars in for this show. And, wow. Uh, they're driving in from Minnesota and, you know, all over the place uh to come in just for this show every year uh there's going to be a lot of you know um guys from television you know from discovery channel and all that are going to be in town and Mm. um you know all those guys uh, will be here so sweet you know lots of big companies that do uh, music and have musicians (laughs) so um before we get out of here, you have to tell people where they can find you and become. Uh, I mean, you can find me on Facebook, you know, Matt Rawls, M-A-T-T-R-A-W-L-S. Um, and you can find me on Instagram too. Don't ask Matt me Rawls that. music. Yeah. Matt Rawls music. Um, Twitter the same way. Yeah. Look out for that. Um, I'm never on Twitter cause I don't, I don't understand it, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm on Instagram. Um, and then, you know, look out for me on Spotify and, and Pandora and, you know, wherever you can hear music pretty much. Cool. Um, well, man, this, we're going to put this on a podcast and we're going to send it out to the world. So you never know, yeah. uh, where I you're going to get it. it. Yeah. And, uh, I know that there's a lot of, there's a lot of overseas people that listen to, uh, to the, to the real, the KTXF station. And, um, and they definitely listen to the podcast. So everybody check out Matt Rawls and, uh, Matt Rawls music when you can. And uh, he's a really good dude. He deserves all your support. And for the rest of us, I guess we're gonna say we're gonna say goodbye. But I got it's gonna be a gap, and I hate that there's a gap. But unfortunately, that's just how things have to work. But thanks everybody for tuning in. We will see y'all next week. Damn, that's pretty good. Hi y'all. <laughs>